This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. My name is Ron Ecstasy, and this is Blue Men Group. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Devin Welsh. How are you doing, Devin? Good. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we could uh, glad we could be here today. Uh, feels feels nice and new. There's uh, got some new plants in the studio. We're feeling good. Lots of CO2 running. Is that the good stuff? No. What's the oxygen? Whatever. There's oxygen in the room. <laughs> We have the right type of oxygen flowing into our nostrils, and it's giving us life. Uh, I also want to introduce somebody here. Um, as we mentioned last week, we retained the accounting firm and auditing firm Price Waterhouse Cooper. Uh, you can visit their website at pwc.com. They have been nice enough to sponsor us and help us get out of a few legal troubles that we've been having. Uh, we have from PricewaterhouseCooper, Abby Fiscus with us. Who? Hold on, Abby. We will introduce you in a moment here. So, so, so Abby was in charge of the selection process to finding a, a, a new co-host uh, to replace the uh, uh, host John Bedrin, who is, of course, on uh, sabbatical. And um, Abby uh, ended up arriving at herself as the uh, as the candidate of choice. Yeah, um, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was kind of weird that Abby. W I know she's sitting right here next to us, but it was kind of weird that uh, she was in charge of the situation. Um, I believe she may know John, the the co-host, our co-host John Bedrin, who who Dev said is on sabbatical. It's actually a, uh, a paternity leave for men dads. Uh, or maternity, I don't even know. But um, yeah, we're, we're very happy to have Abby here, to, uh, who's going to help us with some of the news today. Abby, uh, are you there? Oh, yeah, oh. I am. <laughs> oh, hi, Abby. Um, yeah, so it's actually, there. I just wanted to uh, d show Abby, we like to show a, a nice little welcome to our co-hosts to make them feel as though they're at home and uh, comfortable enough to deliver the news. Abby, we actually put something together today uh, in the studio here for you. If you have a minute, could we uh, just could just play this? Dev, do you want to uh, you want to press play on that? Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, give it a listen. We interrupt this program. This is a national emergency. Important instructions will follow. Well, 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 it looks like Abby Fiscus of PricewaterhouseCoopers is here to fill John Bedrin's co-host seat. Abby, you've got small boots to fill. We wish you nothing but the best, even though the best is yet to come on... The Blue Men Group, featuring Abby Fiscus. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Oh, 
So, Abby, uh, welcome. That was uh, a little uh, something that we like to put together for our new co-host, Abby Fiscus. Welcome. Thank you. That was very sweet. I really appreciate it. Thank what you for having me on. Oh, yeah. No, what was your favorite part? Um, what was your least favorite? I like the music. Yeah? That's, I like the creepy music. What was that from? That's from a sh little sh TV show called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It's I kind of knew a it. It's kind of a reference to how uh, none of us make any money on this uh, podcast. It's a, it's kind of a un, uh, you know, like a secretive attempt to uh, force people to maybe give us one million dollars for this. What's that? You don't make any money. Um, uh, we're uh, we'll, we're working on it. Don't worry. But um, just, initially, uh, you will be working uh, we, pro yeah. bono or like I guess nah. it's an internship. It's kind we're all of, yeah, kind there of is credit here. Okay. For, you can get school credit for this, I believe. But um, yeah, we're more than happy to uh, to have Abby here. Devin, as usual, who's holding my hand right now in the studio. It's okay, Devin. This can be fine. We're going to get through this together with our new co-host. But first, let's get into This, this Week this in week History. In history. 1975. The second attempt on President Gerald Ford's life in less than three weeks. Sarah Jane Moore tries to shoot Ford outside a San Francisco hotel, but misses. Moore, a political radical turned FBI informant, receives life in prison. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, Gerald. Amazing. Gerald had a rough three weeks, it seems. Gets attempted shot at twice in a three-week span. That's no good. Mm -hmm. And then, is there a third time? They, <laughs> I mean, we're not sure yet. I mean, is he still alive? Oh no, he passed away. Okay. Uh, he was uh, he passed away in a hunting incident, I think. Um, oh. He was dressed as a deer, and so yeah, he did get shot um, oh, okay. a third time, I guess. He did. He was my favorite president. Is that well? He, <laughs> That's he is true. From, he is from Michigan. He was unelected. For those of you who don't know, uh, he he came to that position through happenstance. He was Speaker of the House. Uh, his bosses, Richard Nixon and Spiro Agnew, were kicked out for some reason, and then in went Gerald. Back in the '60s and '70s, it seemed like the president was getting shot at like every month. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, not so much. Yeah, that doesn't... They stopped doing that, I guess. Uh, but then yeah. Sarah Jane Moore, Moore, or whatever you want, Moore, if you're yeah. in Canada, Moore, if you're not. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she uh, you know, was a lady and still is. Uh, she's 92 years old, 91 years old. And mm -hmm. uh, Moore and Squeaky Fromm are the only two women to have attempted to assassinate an American president. And both of their attempts were on Gerald Ford, somebody who women did not like at the time. Um, not very yeah, popular not. with the ladies. No, but what I've what I've come across here is uh, Sarah Jane Moore's parents were both uh, German immigrants, mm -hmm. whatever that may mean to you. Um, and <laughs> she was a nursing school student in the Women's Army Corps recruit and and an accountant. Wow. Um, 
accomplished. Not at PricewaterhouseCooper. She was divorced five times. Wow, very accomplished. And had four children before she turned to revolutionary politics in 1975. Well, I see she's an Aquarius, so that makes sense. Yeah, so right. it says here that... What sort of politics? What sort of revolution was she after? Well, Devin, I'm glad you asked. It says here, and this is uh, from a website called Wikipedia. Um, Moore's friends said that she had a fascination and obsession with Patricia Hearst, also known as Patty Hearst. And after Hearst was kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation Army, I just call him SLA, her father, Randolph Hearst, the uh, pu public pub uh, publisher guy, uh, created an organization called People in Need, PIN, to feed the poor as a response to the SLA's claim that the elder Hearst was committing crimes against the people. Moore mm -hmm. was a volunteer bookkeeper for PIN and had been serving as an FBI informant until the moment she attempted to assassinate Ford. Oh, that's odd. Wait, what? so she was an FBI informant who shot the president? That yeah. just doesn't add up to me. <laughs> yeah. And she was also volunteering for an organization owned by Randolph Hearst. Yeah. So um, this story so, just gets more and more random. <laughs> it's yeah, very it weird. makes no sense. Um, um, yeah. So she had been evaluated by Secret Service earlier in 1975. I don't know why, but agents decided that she posed no danger to the president. <laughs> She oh. had been picked up by police <laughs> on an illegal handgun charge the day before Ford, before the Ford incident, but was released. So they confiscated her 44 caliber revolver and 113 rounds of ammo. Hmm. Seems like she had another gun. Yeah, <laughs> it seems. <laughs> yeah, that's seems right. As though she had access to a few. Yeah, that that is very, very odd. Well, um, guys, so... they really botched that one. <laughs> yeah. I know it's they true. really, really messed up. Um, but anyway, yeah, that back in the day, it was just I'm, I'm always amazed at how how common it was for uh, the president to get just like some lead in him. Yeah. Do you think it was because Gerald Ford wasn't elected and that's what people were upset with? Yeah, that must have been it. It was a popular uprising. Now, I mean, Gwink. that's the law, isn't it? If a president leaves, you get the next person. Uh, right. Yeah, that that is true, and and we we're looking it is here. What it is? We're looking at a photo of Gerald Ford as a uh -huh. uh, baby in 1916. Gotta say, he was a he was a stocky figure at uh as a baby. This is on mm -hmm. Wikipedia too. You can look at that. Very stocky legs on this young man, and uh, a haircut like a doll. He had a doll type haircut. He looks like a doll. He he does look like a doll, and. Uh, like an Oompa Loompa outfit too. <laughs> that is not that. That's something that uh, our friend or n former friend of the show, Sarah Jane Moore, did not think he looked like a doll. She thought he looked like uh, a bad guy. That's probably why she uh, attempted to um, assassinate him for the again the the second time in seventeen days. She's still alive. She is. Yeah. Yeah. She's and she will be on next week's show as yes. a featured interview. Yeah, we uh, actually have, we've been having a tough time getting in contact with her, but we are yeah. reaching out actively. We've been reaching out daily. I wake up at uh, around 6:30 in the morning call uh the uh prison that she's uh staying in and um yeah, we speak putting... to Warden Baker uh quite yes. a bit and but he's 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 a difficult fellow. Very difficult. She's pretty old. 
She's very old. It can't be cool being 91 and still in prison. Uh, don't know what she does during the days. She can't knit. She certainly cannot knit. <laughs> that's that's very uh, difficult in prison to use those knitting things. What are those called? Needles. Needles. Thank you, Abby. See, this is this is Abby's very helpful on yeah, the show. Yeah, this it's good is to have great. a female voice on this the is, pod. This is Absolutely. working out perfectly. To know the word needles, it's very needles. very important. Yes. So that was uh, This Week in History. Let's uh, close that casket and uh, move along to the meat and potatoes of the show. What's what, 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 in, 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 in the news? The news. What is in the news? What is in the news? Well, Dev, it looks like there's a lot of shit in the news this week. And uh, looks like we got a, a headline here. Is this in, in Scotland? Should we uh, spin our globes and head over to Scotland, Dev? Yeah, yeah. Let's zoom right in on the uh, British Isles. And mm. then uh, it's the top half of that Ooh. sort of biggest uh, island, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it's a very strange place. Um, so strange, in fact, that um, the head the headline here will explain everything. From the BBC, a very trusted source, sex, quote, emerged in ancient Scottish lake. Wow. So Scotland, potentially the uh, the origin point for the act of sex itself. Yeah. Um, very which, uh, extremely horny place, Scotland. Oh, notoriously, yeah. I think you so. Guys have, have you guys seen the show Outlander? No. Uh, Makes total sense. Is it Scottish? Oh, yeah. And horny? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> So if you're a fan of Outlander, uh, which I've never seen, then you should be even more of a fan of what I have to tell you because... Yeah, this will come as no surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Scientists believe they have discovered the origin of copulation. An Mm. international team of researchers says a fish called Microbrachius dicky is the first known animal to stop reproducing by spawning and instead mate by having sex. Um... How An appropriate name, I feel. Yeah. That uh, kind of Dickie. the dicky becomes uh, useful for the first time. It's the a primitive, fish. The primitive Sorry. bony fish, which was about eight centimeters long, lived in ancient lakes about 385 million years ago in what is now Scotland. The research published in the journal Nature, very prestigious, prestigious. Mm-hmm. Lead author Professor John Long from Flinders University in Australia said, we have defined the very point in evolution where the origin of internal fertilization in all animals began. That is a really big step. Huge step. I've been saying this. We, we've, we, Abby and I were talking about this earlier before we recorded. We're, Abby turned to me and was like, that's a huge step. And I was like, you know what? That's exactly what Professor John Long at Flinders uh, said. Yeah, Friend I of mean, the show, by the way, John, uh, Professor John Long. You'd think that sex had been around since like the beginning of the universe, but actually not at all. Nope. Professor Long added that the discovery was made as he was looking through a box of ancient fish fossils. So Hmm. he was just hanging out at home Friday night, looking through the box of fossils, and he noticed that one of the M. Dickey specimens had an odd L-shaped appendage. Hmm. Further investigation revealed, revealed that this was the male fish's genitals. Oh, uh, the male has large bony claspers. These are the grooves that they use to transfer sperm into the female, explained Professor Long. Oh, okay. Fe- now I'm, yep. Like yeah. a claw? 
It seems yeah. like a claw, yeah. And a it goes claw. into the hole? The hole, yes. Yeah. And it ejects the sperm. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, but that's whose cool. hole? Whose hole? That's that's a good question. The female fish, on the other hand, had a small bony structure at the rear that mm. locked the male organ into place. Hmm. So, um, Did it yeah. feel good? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think I would hazard the guess that it did, but maybe not as good as human sex feels. They maybe keep like using halfway. the word bony, which makes me feel like maybe it didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. They're tr the way that they're shading the description is to suggest that it was not pleasurable. You don't think pleasure with the word bony. Well, and they, they also- Very bony sex. They say, they say constrained by their anatomy, the fish probably had to mate side by side. Oh. And then <laughs> Professor Long goes on to uh, paint some pictures here for us. They couldn't have done it in a missionary position, he says. Hmm. The very first act of copulation was done sideways, square dance style. Oh, square What's dance square style. square dance style? Uh, sideways. Yeah, where you're linked you... arm in arm, I guess. That Arm in arm. Isn't that what you do? Can you look that up for me? I, I'm, I'm seeing it right here. It looks as though it is an arm-in-arm -arm situation, uh, mm -hmm. as Devin explained. The, uh, the, the arms are locked, and the, the male claspers are going into the uh, female genital plates. And oh. Claspers, not a very erotic-sounding organ. What is with organ. that photo next to it? Yeah. So there's also a photo <laughs> we're looking at of two people... Uh, presumably scientists, yeah, um, kind of recreating the arms locked situation with their arms, and then his leg is touching, or sorry, his foot is touching her foot to kind of show the cl male claspers touching yeah. the female genital plates. They're standing as if they were a pair of microbrachius dicky, and they mm. were involved in the uh, the use of the claspers into the grooves. Mm -hmm. uh. Um. He added that the fish were able to stay in position with the help of their small arm-like fins. The little arms are very useful to link the male and female together so the male can get this large L-shaped sexual organ into position to dock with dock, the female's yes. genital plates, which are very rough, like cheese graters. Oof. They act like Velcro, locking the male organ into position to transfer sperm. Surprisingly, the researchers think this first attempt to reproduce internally was not around for long. How long? So, like 10 minutes? How did it change? <laughs> uh, yeah. As fish evolved, they reverted back to spawning, in which ah. eggs and sperm to fertilize them are released into the water by female and male creatures, respectively. It took another few million years for copulation to make a comeback, reappearing in ancestors of sharks and rays. Ah, so, so it was like a fad. It was like a very short fad that happened where yeah. the uh, dicky thing was kind of... Uh, doing this like experimental fuck style and yeah. it worked they think with yeah. these claspers and graspers and bony uh things bony lock lockages and things yeah and then they were like do you want know that was absolutely insane didn't feel that great we shouldn't do that anymore because it's uh <laughs> this is not this is not good this can't be good Incels ruled the earth for hundreds of millions of years. Yeah. Yes. Can, can you imagine that sexual revolution of back to eggs? Disgusting. <laughs> back to eggs. <laughs> no, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Eggs, yeah. You're, no, you're more, think... Abby, are you more, you're, you're saying that the, uh, the egg spawning situation is much more preferable 
in the animal kingdom uh, to yeah. then the uh, bony structure of uh, Velcro locking. Cheese grater genital oh plates. God. Yeah, I read a, the craziest porno novel about aliens and there was a whole egg scene in it that like changed my life. Really? Wow. <laughs> egg scene? Damn. It changed the course of history as well. Yeah. I know, um, yeah. But uh, to finish off the article, commenting on the research, Dr. Matt Friedman from the University of Oxford, UK. Friend of the show. Friend of the show said the placoderm group, which includes microbrachia sticky, is a well-known group. The fossils are pretty common, and it's not as if this one was found in some far-off exotic part of the world. It was found in Scotland. It is very remarkable that we haven't noticed this before. Yeah. So. Wow. Sometimes. I think they're making it up. It yeah. does seem a bit made up. I just imagine Professor John Long, as, as Devin said. <laughs> John uh, Long. I know. Yeah. Hold this, on. John yeah, Long. Yeah. I know, yeah. With exactly. micro dicky. Yeah. I know. <laughs> exactly. Okay. It's, so yeah. I have Are you guys feeling, pranking me? Is this a fake news show? It's This it, is it's a real, real news show. Very real uh, news we show. We take our job extremely seriously. Yeah. And, uh, you know. So I, this right. is what I think. Okay, so we, we, we know that there's those kind of subscription box things that you can order. Like uh, they'll send you, you pay like 95 bucks or something. They send you $10 worth of snacks or whatever. A new pair of underwear or goofy socks or something like that. I have a feeling mm -hmm. Professor John Long signed up for some sort of uh, fish fossil box that would get mm -hmm. sent out every month. One yep. lonely night, Friday night, probably sometime over the summer. Very hot. No, he's in Australia. Okay, so whatever. Whenever it's very February. hot in Australia, yeah. he gets. He has a few of those Shiraz bottles of Australian Shiraz wine. Mm -hmm. Starts sipping on those. Who knows? He might have had a joint too. And oh, then yeah. he starts shuffling through this box of fish fossils. Mm -hmm. Sees one. M meanwhile, he's horny as hell, and then just starts making things up about this velcro bony sex happening in scotland and look at us now we're, we're discussing yeah. it like it's he, a gospel this is why i hate science yeah exactly because it's just all so horny it really all comes back to they these, won't stop these scientists in the lab you know they should let them out of the lab yeah the scientists not the uh not the diseases or whatever But uh, we have another story, um, another uh, fish-related story that, uh, Ron, you you have uh, cooking up in the kitchen there. Yeah, yeah. I've been cooking some fish up here in the kitchen. Uh, I haven't really tried any of it yet, but uh, maybe at the end of the uh, article we can get to that and, you know, take a few bites around and pass it around on a fork. Oh, yeah. We got a headline here, though. Okay. Hundreds of carp dead in Michigan had herpes. DNR says, and that means Department of Natural Resources. Wow. So the Michigan DNR says it has discovered what caused hundreds of carp to turn up dead at a lake in Lake Orion. Herpes. According what? to the DNR, it was completed in its investigation into the death between of between 250 and 500 fish that were found dead in July in Lake Orion. That's like a small city of fish. The equivalent for a fish, that would be like Detroit itself, maybe. A small school, yeah, yeah. It would be yeah. A, um, yeah, and, and uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm pretty familiar with the uh, Lake Orion area. And Me too. I believe Abby, yeah, Abby's there too. 
I used to hang out there. I mean, I heard of dudes having fish, like the fish fucking. You heard of that? Uh, go but on. They would please. have like, you know, like the they'd mm-hmm. go to the lake and okay. they'd, they'd put the fish around the phallus. Okay, mm-hmm. it was like a teen thing to like oh. get off. That's what I heard. Oh huh. wow. Not, wow. Okay, well, that's, I guess this makes sense. There's nothing wrong a, with these carbs having herpes, you know. No, it's actually happens. a really good idea. Yeah, that that's. I um, know. I heard it feels really good. Well, that's wow. okay. So this is something that 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 is worth saying. You know, it's n- there's no shame in having herpes. That's what. I was, yeah. Right. I think that this this article is a little. Um, it's a bit shamey. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the tone. It, it is. Yeah. It is difficult to read when when it's so shamey. The so, DNR has some, you know, some issues with yeah, these fish. Yeah, moral issues. They really need some tolerance training, you know? Agreed. So the DNR, an aquatic animal health laboratory at Michigan State University, determined that the carp all died from koi herpes virus, KHV, cyprinid herpes virus 3. <laughs> um, and there is no risk to the public. Um, oh, Good. Uh, I almost said pubic, but it is public. Uh, (laughs) As the case with most herpes viruses, KHV is very specific on which fish species it will infect and only affects common carp, koi, and goldfish, said Gary Whelan, fisheries division, research program manager. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is only the third detection of this non-native virus in Michigan waters. And it's known to kill large numbers of its host species at times. KHV does not affect any other fish species and has no implications for other birds, mammals, or humans, says Gary Whelan with a fish hanging off of his penis. <laughs> um, this, the- this, K- this KHV doesn't seem like a very good guest. You know, no. like it's very choosy, and then it just like kills basically all of its hosts. The yeah. question: Do fish get warts on their scales? Um, I don't know. No, are there little fish penises? I really don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, do fish have genitals to get warts or herpes? Um, Sorry, I'm confusing the two. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're we're we have a piece of fish right in front of us that we're going to eat, and it is one of these carp that I caught in. Lake Orion. Now I'm starting to feel weird about maybe eating it or like putting that in my mouth, knowing where it's been and hearing you could about. Use it for something else, though. Yeah, true. Very true, Devin. Eat um, it to your dog. Uh, the findings are in line with Whelan's belief. Oh, so we're just running on Whelan's beliefs now. It seems. <laughs> uh, Whelan's it, like a yeah. He's like a a very very pious man. Yeah, he's the sage of Lake Orion and. Uh, So his belief in July regarding mortality events like this, he said at the time that a virus is typically to blame for the deaths of multiple fish, all of the same species. The only fish involved was the adult common carp and between 300 and 600 fish died, which is different from the 250 to 500 fish earlier (laughs) in the article. (laughs) Yeah, so we've got a discrepancy here um, picked up by Blue Man Group. Mm-hmm. that uh, we often find in the news. Um, so there is a discrepancy here. We will be contacting the Michigan Department of Natural Resources about that. Yes, we will be. So um, the viruses and bacteria that affect fish uh, typically are not human pathogens. I know that that was, could have been, that was a question I think I heard from somebody earlier. Is it human pathogens? What if it was? Um, this yeah, is due to the it's difference. Like, it's like this virus could spread very, very easily. <laughs> 
Um, and residents are warned to stay away from the lake at all costs. In fact, uh, you know, it will be illegal to uh, go anywhere near this pond. Uh, and pull up your pants while you're at it. Uh, the virus and bacteria that affect tip, uh, excuse me, fish typically are not human pathogens. This is due to the difference in body temperatures between fish and humans. I would love to know what a uh, fish's body temperature is. Yeah. Um, it's got to be cold. Um, <laughs> native to Europe, common carp were introduced to Michigan in the late 1870s to 1880s as a food fish and are now found throughout the state. A food fish. Does that mean we can eat it or... Um, I guess it's good to eat. So the DNR says it strongly recommends that all freshwater fish should be fully cooked to ensure that they are safe to consume. So no carp sushi from Lake Orion (laughs) will be had um, because young men are fucking them, apparently. Uh, Abby knows a few of them uh, who are doing this. New. Some of them. Did they die or? One did, but. The fish? I don't touch the rest. Unrelated. I don't reasons. talk to perverts anymore. Smart, okay. smart, smart, very smart. Uh, what did they do when when he died? They flushed him down the toilet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had a fish that killed itself. Go on. How? Tell, how? It jumped out of the bowl. Wow. Anyway. I was only four years old. It was really sad. Who? F- they suffer from mental illness too. Who found it? Might have been me. I blocked it out of my head. Yeah. It's a tough time. I'm sorry. I'm really well, never got a fish again. Oh, we're so right. sorry to bring it to dredge it back up. Yeah. Man, well, that's life, I guess, isn't it? But um, <sighs> while yeah. you're in such a, a down state, uh, maybe we could hand it over to you because uh, apparently you have a story for us um, from the medical desk. That's right. From the medical desk about Fiscus. Yeah. So a uh, team gets USB cables stuck in penis in backfired attempt to measure length. <laughs> okay. He backed up his hard drive and his penis. UK wow. teen had to undergo emergency surgery after a banana's attempt to measure his manhood resulted in him getting a USB cable lodged up his urethra. Okay. Now, so- has this happened to either of you guys before? Um, Are you able to get it out? I never got it stuck. Yeah, um, I use a micro USB to measure my penis. <laughs> That's right. Um, mm. So I'm just wondering because the article seems to take his claim at face value, but I, I'm 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 calling I'm blowing the whistle on this one. I'm a little well, unsure if if he really was trying to measure his penis when Devin, this happened. I'd be, I'd be careful well, what you're blowing over here it's oh uh, whoa whoa okay there's my whistle oh yeah let, let me tell you a little bit more about this story yeah the please. phallic fiasco reportedly began after an unnamed 15 year old boy was triggered by sexual curiosity it happens what boy isn't yeah. and inter- inserted a usb wire into his urethra per a winsworthy study published in the medical journal urology case reports yes. also known as ucr which mm-hmm. we i've contributed to uh and I've I uh, edited one of the uh, most recent journals of theirs. I Go remember on. that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. The uh, sex pyramid backfired when the cable became lodged in the curious team's scrotum like an electric electronic catheter. Despite attempts to extract it himself, the USB cord became tangled so terribly oh. that both ends were left hanging out of his wired willy. What? Oh, my. Oh, God. 
Yeah. Okay. Was not good. Was not a good day for this young no. man. No. Uh, the plugged up boy's family transported him to the hospital after he began urinating blood. So and it wasn't after the cable was hanging yeah, out. It was only yeah, yeah. when he started missing <laughs> exactly. blood yeah. did his yeah. uh, family take him to the hospital. After initial attempts to remove the wire failed, the teen was transferred to University College Hospital London to see if they could extricate the intrapenile measuring tape. Do you think he tried or is to? it happened in England? Yeah. Do you think he tried to insert it uh, one way and it wouldn't go in? So he flipped it over and then finally got it in the second way it's a little, little yeah. usb humor for you <laughs> yeah right um yeah so this sex experiment so he's kind of like a he's a young scientist i guess in a way yeah or like a scientist of his own sexuality at the very least why wouldn't he like do a string um uh, difficult to come by these days can you days. guys answer this i don't have a we can i can stick anything up mine it's easy <laughs> maybe as a young point. man a young man growing up these days he he's so immersed in the world of computers that he's a digital native yeah he, yeah he, as a he, digital native he the usb uh cable just was the thing that naturally occurred to him that is the string for uh people born in 2005 mm-hmm 2006 that's how old he is now I think so. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so That's what crazy. happened next? <laughs> so, per the report, the embarrassed boy asked to speak to doctors without his mother present, whereupon he confessed to his frightening escapade. So what was he telling his mother before he confessed to the doctors? He thought it was a computer. Yeah, it's like, oh, I fell and like it fell in into my penis. I fell on the USB cord. Uh, <laughs> again, it could happen. You have to be careful. Uh, well, subsequent X-rays revealed that there was a veritable Gordian knot of USB wire inside the teenager. Oh no! Which required surgeons to make an incision in the region between his genital and anus to yank it out. <laughs> They pulled the spool end through the hole first, cutting it free from the rest of the wire before removing the remaining bits, literally pulling the plug. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thankfully, the boy recovered without incident and was discharged from the hospital discharged. the following day. <laughs> However, he did have to undergo a follow-up scan two weeks later and will require monitoring in the future. He should wow. thank his lucky stars. Inserting foreign objects in one's private parts can lead to a host of complications. From urinary tract infections to urethral injuries, London andrologist Amr Rahim told the Daily Mail. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah, I never knew that. Me either. Um, that, there was an, that, that, that inserting stuff could cause those kinds of problems. Yeah. This Sometimes. usually only brought good things for the people I know that have done it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is maybe a bit of like a, a, a moral panic article. It's like trying to scare us. Again. Yeah. Shaming. I don't, this is Gen Z we're talking about. You know, they're like opening up to a whole new world of possibilities with yep. pleasure, experience, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who are we to limit this this sex experiment from taking place? I mean, I guess he, he, he decided to come to the hospital, but nonetheless. Seems like something that uh, Steve Jobs never, or Bill Gates for that matter, never really thought about as they were yeah. uh, building these kinds of tools of how uh, young men would be inserting them into their phalluses. Um, but here we are again in the UK, of course, this stuff's happening. Um, he was probably listening to Grime while he did it. Yep. 
probably yeah. with his uh, mates. A little uh, Skepta. Yeah, <laughs> listening to Skepta. He had Skepta on his uh, Beats That's by not Dre. Because he's shoving a USB cable up his <laughs> penis. <laughs> he had to have the music to like pump him up to, yeah. to, to get to that point. He was wearing an Adidas tracksuit, I bet. Yeah, totally. And one of those uh, cool. Burberry. He's wearing like a Burberry <laughs> scarf or something too. Yeah. Like, Oi, mate, should I put up my penis? <laughs> yeah, I bet it was like aesthetically like really a beautiful scene. Yeah, he's overall. probably so much blood. Yeah. He's, he's probably, probably trying to ripped do... his hole. I bet his penis hole is huge now. And the, whenever he has to pee, it just dumps out. Yeah, it's oh. the size of the English Channel. You could, uh, you could <laughs> drive a train nice through one. it. <laughs> or the channel. That's what I meant. Fuck. Uh, so yeah, oh, it says channel, here yeah. it's unclear why someone engaged in this type of invasive member measuring method, but experts mm. say it often stems from sexual curiosity, sexual practice after intoxication. Yeah, he's probably had some buckfast and too much buckfast, and he's shoving that thing in there. Yeah, love buckfast. And, Just a few ales. Uh, mental mental disorders such as borderline. <laughs> schizoaffective and bipolar personality disorders so they're telling they're saying that this kid's bipolar schizoaffective <laughs> etc because he's he's just trying to have a little f digital fun at home yeah they're dragging this kid in the dirt yeah um mm. he, he they said that the uh the patient was an otherwise fit and healthy adolescent Fit means hot in england that's right uh, with no history of mental disorders so what does that mean? Well, He's just a horny lad. Experts, uh, experts, I'll underline that, have also blamed, quote, sounding, a strange proclivity defined by inserting foreign bodies into one's urethra. Last month, a Randy Michigan man was left struggling to pee after he got six kidney beans lodged in his urethra during a bizarre attempt at sexual gratification. I can explain. I can explain how what that- What did you stick up there? Had that happened. I French fry? Uh, kidney beans. It was um, oh. it was a weird night. I had sexual curiosity. Um, mm -hmm. I I was trying to practice some sexual things after intoxication. Yeah. Um, there might be some mental disorders that I have, such as borderline <laughs> schizoaffective and bipolar personality <laughs> disorders. How do you get a kidney bean up there? You gotta like prop it open. Uh, you have yeah. to be because it'll smash. No, no, no. These were they weren't cooked yet. They were just like oh. out of the can. Um, not also, in the can in a but bag. If, uh, but also, if you have schizoaffective disorder and you're engaging in a bizarre attempt at sexual gratification, it it can be done. Yes. In fact, that's the best kind of time to do it is when you're yeah. going through that kind of stuff. Um. Yeah, so it was in. Yeah, well, it was from a can actually, not the bag ones. But uh, I that would be soft then. <laughs> no, no, no. I rinsed them off, and they were pre-cooked, as I mentioned. Um, they were like kind of soggy, but they weren't hard. Yeah. Neither was yeah. I. Rinse? wasn't hard either. But I read that the residue in the can is actually good for the bean. You shouldn't get rid of it. Oh, well, I w wish I would have known that when I when the it's Daily Mail started reporting about me. Literally, it's embarrassing. It is. Um, but uh, to end the article, unfortunately, Rahim said phallus filling maneuvers are becoming, quote, more common as everything is, thanks to social media and in general, the easier ways that misinformation can be spread. Oh, I know. I mean, it's not really misinformation. 
it's just uh, something that Rahim would prefer people not engage in. Yeah. It's only bad if you get hurt. Exactly. That's right. And it, and it's not as though people throughout human history have not been just throwing whatever they want in down there. In whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. We're just reporting on it now. You know, like we have, USB, exactly. we have eyes a USB on... cable. Sorry. No, please, please. I'm just picturing sticking the USB cable, even of my urethra. It hurt. It it definitely would probably hurt. Why not like stick it up your butt? Um, <laughs> yeah. We should we should contact this young man and uh, so where, try to inquire about he has you know, a, alternatives. So we're looking at a X-ray here. We actually got we're <laughs> you wouldn't know this, but we're in a doctor's office right now, and we're looking at the x-ray up on the x-ray wall thing that that has the light uh mm -hmm. abby is wearing one of those lead vests for some reason and uh we can see the outline of a very long usb it looks like uh maybe one of those eight to ten foot long ones <laughs> yeah. and what kind of usb cable is that is that a mini usb uh yeah Maybe or like it looks an, like an older one, like for PS3 controllers. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's an older USB, like a kind of big, big, long one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's wow. in there. We can definitely see this this guy's, like, bones. Do you think it, he's hard when they took this? He's like, it looks kind yeah, of... Yeah, it looks like he is. <laughs> he looks in... The phallus looks engorged. Um, yeah. And he looks like he has kind of a flat butt. I yeah. would say yeah very small like very tiny waist the yeah, x-ray technician waist. or hips yeah the x-ray technician was just waiting for him to uh bone up let's say uh while there is like just a, a bit more bit more bit more and then they took that x-ray photo and uh wow we're looking at this right now yes very very odd to see that much usb inside of uh a young man that's there's like a whole <laughs> Yeah, there it's is like a hole. It's wrapped up. Oh. It's wrapped up at the end. You see that? Yeah, I do. We're not even seeing the full length of the cable itself. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yes, we are. Now oh, we're we seeing go, so. warning graphic image. This is all available at NewYorkPost.com if you're interested in looking this up. It says warning graphic image, and it's right below it. There's no, like... Yeah. It does but, um, look like an older USB, and again, it is very long. It is It's probably like long. six feet. At least. But in any case, <laughs> in any case, moving on, we've got one final story here um, in the uh, section, uh, what's in the news? And it's kind of a, you know, of a piece, you know, young men are putting strange things into their bodies and it's causing a lot of problems. And uh, the headline here, Russian Popeye might die if petroleum jelly isn't removed from arms. Oh, no. This is another story from the reputable New York Post. Um, story is about a young man who has allegedly inserted foreign material into his biceps. Russian MMA fighter dubbed Popeye because of his massive biceps has been warned that he might die if he doesn't get the lumps of petroleum jelly removed soon. Kirill Tesherin, 25, a former soldier who already had his fake triceps removed, hmm. still has 24-inch guns after the COVID-19 pandemic delayed his additional surgery. Wow. So what we're seeing here is like really disgustingly uh, 
engorged arms. Yeah. And artificially. It, yeah. And this is something else, uh, a bit of a visual thing that I, I encourage you to take a look at uh, online. Just type in Russian Popeye arms, I guess. And um, you'll find this young Kirill guy who is uh, just absolutely uh, ridiculous biceps. Yeah. He'd look better if the arms weren't so red. They are yeah. very red, which you would think somebody was like, hey, your arms are red. Maybe you should put petroleum jelly on it. And they translation stuff happened. And then he put the petroleum jelly inside of his arms, which is the wrong move. Ugh, yeah. You know what he looks like is you ever seen the movie Akira when he starts to be engorged with all that stuff? Mm -hmm. Tetsuo. It looks like he's about to like have that happen to him. Very well you know I mean? could be. He could be inspired by that, perhaps. But then his his chest is... He basically has no muscle on his chest. None. Um, Why? So, uh, Because he doesn't have fake implants there, I guess. Yeah. Um, the, the article goes on, the risk of complications in this case is very high, but inaction will not help the patient, mm -mm. Dr. Dmitry mm -mm. Melnikov, a surgeon, told him, according to East to West News. Mm. A toxic substance in the body long-term can complicate the kidneys and lead to death. No. The fake muscle man who has 310,000 followers on Instagram oh. is seen on video undergoing a CT scan in preparation for surgery in Russia. Oh, so, well, he's got yeah. 310 followers. Everything should, That's or 310,000. I mean, he should be fine. That, that, what more do you want? Poor man. Yeah, so he's got a bit of a presence on Instagram. Uh, and so he, he gave a quote to East to West News. Soon I'll have a very complicated, hard third surgery. I don't know how it'll end up. I bulked up my arms when I was 20 due to my own stupidity. I did not think about the consequences. Oh, man. So if only Kirill had just uh, become a bodybuilder rather than putting the fake yeah. muscles in his arms. He thought nobody would know. I imagine. He's living life mindfully in the moment. He's not thinking about the past or the future. He's no. just... That's true. If he wants uh, big arms, he, he gets them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he went under the knife in 2019, but his new girth didn't matter much in the ring as he lost to an opponent 20 years his senior oh, in just three minutes. Embarrassing. Shortly thereafter, he started to complain about problems caused by the implants. So they did not, in fact, work as real muscles. And he sucks at MMA, too. That's funny. He's, a, he's like a shitty MMA guy. He needs to go into, like, WWE. He needs yeah, to go into so. yeah. needs to go into uh, whatever. He needs to go to a mental institution is where he needs to go. I but mean, he, he's an ex-soldier. He probably has PTSD, maybe true. BPD. Who knows? Schizoaffective disorder. Schizoaffective disorder. <laughs> he could be seeking unusual sexual stimulations. <laughs> um, Elena Maveyeva, 33, a leading campaigner against cosmetic surgery abuses, persuaded him to save his life by having the poisonous mounds removed. Um, Tesherin uh, goes on to say, I'm very lucky that there are doctors who took me on. God forbid something happens to this nerve and I cannot move my arm. Um, I'm really worried about this. I'm very afraid. Should have thought about this earlier. I know. I blame myself. I know I'm guilty. Oh, he said. man. He's, he's going through a lot right now. Yeah. Seems. He's like spinning out in his head. I'm only 24 and my immune system is so far coping with this inflammation, but I really do not know what will happen next. That is why I started the surgeries to get rid of this nightmare, he added. 
I know he, what's going to happen. What? What's what? He's going to have both of his arms chopped off and he's going to turn into Jax from Mortal Kombat and he's going to get two <laughs> awesome robot arms. That could be that could be that uh, something that yeah. does happen. Yeah. Next chapter. Next chapter. And then somebody reroute him, explain the difference between WWE and uh and what he was doing before and and get him into and get him into show business people. Yeah. He um another thing that I just noticed here is uh at the end he says I'm only 24. Uh, earlier on, we were told that he was 25. So, <laughs> unsure See, if uh, he actually even exists in real life in either age. This is what I'm saying. Uh, Journalism. Yeah. So we we at Blue Man Group are showing you, you know, the real state of journalism. We do report the facts, after all, uh, pointing out these critical errors in this New York Times piece. Yeah. I will say it is a guy thing to lie about your age by one year. I've had numerous girlfriends tell me that their boyfriends had lied. Interesting. And they were like 39 when really they were 40 or what? like 35 when really they were 34. What's that one year going to do for you? Like that. I know it doesn't. What, what, what's the difference? I don't know, but they love doing it. They do hmm. love doing it. Men. Do you know else men of, like doing sticking mysteries. things where they shouldn't belong? That seems to be uh <laughs> bit yeah. of a thing that we've noticed here in the news and also it seems as though these young men out there are uh a bit unsure of themselves they're unsure of their their size their length their girth their uh biceps their penis all of this kind of stuff it seems very very uh it's a it's a it's an indicator of our times is it mm -hmm. not absolutely mm. man if only we could travel back in time to Scotland and stop those two fish from having sex, maybe today there wouldn't be such an emphasis on it and all of these shallow things that you know go around. At, yeah. You know? Abby, I couldn't I know. agree more. I couldn't agree more. If we could more. stop that first hooking in, um, maybe <laughs> everything would be different. Yeah. You know what? Is that where the term comes from, hooking up? It is. Yeah, exactly. It is it's where it comes damn from. Those damn dickies. Those those dickies. dickies are... And Dr. <laughs> Professor Long, uh, we, we kind of, if I could say, we don't need this kind of research because it's uh, getting into people's minds and it's making them crazy. But listen, we want to end on something nice here. We've got the we've internet got, got scammer, scammer, scammer friendship, friendship of the week. Of the week. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys are familiar. Uh, we've been getting tons of uh, listener mail. We had a wheelbarrow full of listener mail uh, dumped onto our desk here in the studio. Just saying that, uh, that some of the stories that we've been doing are not necessarily the most upbeat. They're kind of uh, dark. And listen, we apologize for that. So we've gone straight to a website called upworthy.com which gives us kind of you know a little uh exciting look at the world it makes things a little bit better you know because we're all living yeah. in these in these social media bubbles and i'm just sick of it i need some good news yeah these are these are trying times and um the blue man group listenership uh can sometimes be overwhelmed by some of the darkness of the stories that of you know beer prices going up your prices falling the yeah. condoms at the olympics no condoms at the olympics yeah. but so, so we want to give something that ends on a high note, you know, that ends on a on a happy happy note. So you can finish the podcast and you can do something nice with your day. Yeah, upworthy. <laughs> so we got a uh, a headline here. 
A woman flew to Nigeria to directly confront her internet scammer. And now they're friends. So this is absolutely spectacular. The uh, relationship that has developed between artist Maria Greta, originally from Sweden, and, quote, Johnny, quote, (laughs) uh, a former Nigerian scammer, has a very bizarre beginning. But in the end, it's a heartwarming, heartwarming, I just said by accident, (laughs) heartwarming lesson about human potential. See, wow. this is why I like Upworthy. It's like just makes me feel good. Uh, 12 years ago when Greta was 62, so she's 74 now, mm-hmm. uh, she was encouraged by her friends to start an online dating profile to get back into the swing of things after a divorce. I received messages telling me that people had contacted me, but I never looked at them, she told the BBC. Yeah. So we, that's, we've, all, we've all been there. We all know what that's like. Yeah, but... Here's a little pro tip for online dating. If you want to online date, you should read the messages that people send you. No. Never mind. No is the answer. Thank you, Abby. (laughs) Uh, Then one day she logged into the site and responded to an email from a man she refers to as Johnny. I still don't know why, she said. It was like a sudden impulse happening before I could stop it. Oh, God. God. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Exactly. Amen. So he described himself as a 58-year-old from Holland, raised in South Carolina, currently <laughs> working in England. Wow. Uh, his son was exciting. A, yeah. What a likely fellow. His son was a student at Manchester University. He was. He Love was. Manchester. A, he was studying Joy Division studies. Uh, mm-hmm. The two exchanged emails for a while. And he eventually called her from a UK phone number. He had an accent that she couldn't place, but that didn't let her worry her. <laughs> After three months of communicating, he agreed to visit her in Sweden. I wanted to meet him because I liked him, she said. He had a way and a sweetness I had never known in a man before. And he was innocent in a way that puzzled me. He told her that he would come to see her in Sweden after making a brief stop in Nigeria for a job interview with his son. Huh. Wow. So Nigeria. <laughs> what a world traveler. Yeah, this guy's frequent flyer. So Johnny first called her from London's Heathrow Airport, then to let her know he had landed in Nigeria and met up with his son. The next time he contacted her, he claimed to be in Lagos it to be at Lagos Hospital <sighs> with his son, who had been shot in the head during a mugging. Wow. That's so that, sad. That's a tough Tough situation. Ouch. I, so I Did guess. Did he survive? Well, Johnny said that the hospital would was requesting 1,000 euros for his son's treatment, but he couldn't pay the bill because his bank had no locations in Africa. He asked Greta to wire him the money so that his son can receive treatment. I will never forget how I rushed to the Western Union office, trembling while I did the transfer, Greta said. All I could think of was to get the two persons in Nigeria out of danger. (laughs) After the initial transfer, Johnny asked her for more money due to the complications and demanding doctors. After sending 8,000 euros to Johnny, she began to believe that something was up. I was angry, she said. I sent some very angry emails when I realized something was wrong. Three weeks later, something unbelievable happened. What? 
Johnny called her to confess that he was a 24-year-old Nigerian scammer. He had just finished university two years before, but couldn't find a job, so he was forced into preying on people. When he revealed everything to me, I was past the point of shame. I felt so sorry for him. Wow. Yeah. What a kind soul. This is, this is great. This is upworthy yeah. stuff. So, yeah, this is a, a turning point in their relationship, I think. Yeah. Um, he said that he never met anyone like me before and that he had been fighting his feelings for me for a long time. He said his scamming mates had warned him about falling in love with a client, that he had ignored them because he trusted me and did not want to lose contact with me. Okay, this has to be a movie soon. I wanted to meet him, she said. I could not live with this relationship unless it adjusted to reality in all senses. In October of 2009, Greta traveled to Nigeria to meet Johnny. When I saw him at the airport in Abuja, tears fell over his face and I knew I had known him all of my life she said it's she didn't by the way just they met yeah i don't i think insane. just just oh, as a fact okay. check i don't think that she had known him okay so during their time in nigeria the two developed a strong friendship after meeting some of her friends that were scammers she began to wonder how she could help get these men out of such a dubious employment two years later she began helping african artists visit europe for exhibitions and workshops she had also traveled to Uganda to give talks on art. She credits it all to meeting a very unique Nigerian scammer. Aww. Wow. This Johnny has given me more than he took. 8,000, or no, 9,000 euros. Without him, I would not have met Africa, which is a continent. Uh, Johnny has stopped <laughs> working on scams and with the help of Greta, moved to America to get his education. What? How does she... How did she get him into America? She scammed the American system. Probably yeah. easier to get into an American college than the European one. That could be. He's going to like Phoenix University or That's something. That's true, yeah. Uh, he is very dear to me, she said. He's asked me so many times to forgive him. And I told him that the most important thing, let's all say this at the same time, is, is to, to forgive, is forgive himself. himself. Yeah, I think that's so, so true. Wow. I wonder if he I, ever repaid the money. Probably not. In love. Yeah. She's... Have you looked up this woman's art? No, have you? It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, no way. Okay. Is it a... She has a Facebook page. Okay, yeah. Well, we should uh, we should send her a message and... Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe ask her for a few things. Maybe... Uh, yeah, maybe... Yeah. See if she can help us uh, out with a few expenses. Okay, pretty yeah. Abby's stuff. showing some of the art. It is pretty interesting stuff, I would say, as well. Yeah. Um, it's made with beeswax. Uh, wow. And ashes. Uh, where did she get that? <laughs> where um, did she get the ashes from? I don't know. It's very weird. Uh, that um, That is... Okay, well, that... I mean... They have a phone number. Oh, well, we could give her, give her a little ring. Uh, it's we're going to call her next week. Extremely late in uh, the United Kingdom. So we'll, we're going to let both of them sleep, even though they could be in America as well. Um, I, I I just think that's spectacular. Johnny, we don't know his real name or if this is actually true. But uh, Maria Greta, um, we love your art. I have a few questions for you, though, Maria. Um, but I'm in a bit of a bind, and I was hoping you could help me out. And uh, maybe you could... Send me some money. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? 
Yeah, if she were I to do a lot with eight thousand euros. It's true. Yeah, or even just she could help us out the way that she's helped out Johnny. Um, maybe she could help out the podcast. I feel like I've known her my whole life. Yeah, I mean, at least yeah, at least the last ten minutes or so. Well, everybody, that was the internet scammer friendship of the week. Oh. Now, everybody, as we as we end as we end this episode, we do as we always do. We look at last week's numbers. So I've got the dashboard up here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are up 75% over the last 14 days. Huge week. Wow. Huge. Absolutely huge week. Don't know what We keep what going happened. up. Every week. growing somehow. 5,000 downloads. 5,899 downloads. We are approaching fast 6,000. Do you think we will have 6,000 listens, all-time downloads, by next week? I think we will. I, I think feel, we will, too. I feel very confident about it. I feel extremely confident about it. This is good for... Abby, you'll be here for the 6,000th download. It's uh, going to be a wonderful thing. Yeah, you can you can feel it in your body when that when that kind of uh, stuff happens. Uh, well, this is just absolutely spectacular. Take a look, quick look at the international geography of our listenership. United Kingdom. England. Keeping it going. Knocking out wow. Canada. Almost 20% wow. of our listenership is coming from the UK. The Netherlands. Oh my God. Coming God up save quick. the queen. We love the queen. Maybe they know that guy with the USB. That's he's If you know list. the USB teenager, uh, please. Yeah, if he is a listener, uh, please stand up. Identify yourself. Please eject you disc before you do. <laughs> um, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this week's Blue Men Group. Abby Fiscus, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. How'd I do? How'd you do? Wonder, you did wonderfully. spectacular. <laughs> we hope to have you on in the coming weeks. And uh, please, everybody, uh, keep John Bedrin in your thoughts. Uh, he is completely unavailable. We have it hasn't answered any messages in the past two to three weeks. We hope to hear from him. If you have any idea on his location, please let us know. Devin, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, so much as well. All right, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.